Good morning, Hope Church. It's really good to be with you on this Easter Sunday. I'm so sorry that we can't be together, but I trust that you know the presence of Jesus today, that you know the blessing of Jesus on this amazing Sunday. We're going to start with a word of prayer today. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that not only did you die, but you rose from the dead. And we thank you that today that we know the forgiveness that you bring for all those who have repented and believe. And so, Lord, we ask, would you be with us today? Would you help us today? Would you encourage us today? In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. On Good Friday, we shared about how Jesus dealt with sin. We highlighted why Good Friday is good. It's good because Jesus reconciled us to God. But that is only half the story. Christianity is not just about forgiveness of sin. It's not just about eternity in heaven, but it's also about a new life that starts here on earth. For many, the story of Jesus ends at his death. But Jesus told his followers that he would rise on the third day. And this is exactly what happened. That's why we celebrate today. That's why we have Resurrection Sunday. Jesus was raised to life to demonstrate his power over the devil, over death and over hell. His resurrection gives hope to all believers because one day we too will be resurrected to a life like his. As Jesus rose from the dead, so we too are given new life in him. Jesus spoke about a new birth. This might sound odd to many people. How can I be born again? I've come out once. How can I do that again? Well, you're not on your own in that. There was a religious leader in the day of Jesus who came to Jesus to ask him exactly about this point. Let me read to you from John chapter 3. There was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. After dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean? exclaimed Nicodemus. How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind, but can't tell where it comes from or where it is going, so you can't explain how people are born in the Spirit. What we need to notice here is that we must be born by the Spirit of God or we cannot enter the Kingdom of God. On Good Friday, I mentioned that we are spiritual beings. We're not simply flesh and bone. We are spiritual beings. God is also spirit and we are spiritual beings. With our sins removed by Jesus' sacrifice, we can receive new life. And this new life is imparted to us by the Holy Spirit. He comes into us and he gives us new life. 
In fact, not only does he come in, but he dwells with us. And he dwells with us. Why? To help us every step of every day. We are truly not left as orphans all alone. But God wants to help us to live a godly life. The new birth allows us to enter a new kingdom, God's kingdom. The kingdom of God is the rule and reign of God in our lives. Here's how the Apostle Paul describes it in the Bible. This is Colossians 1, 13 to 14. For he has rescued us, this is Jesus, he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son, who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. When Jesus purchased us by his sacrifice, he didn't just forgive our sins, but he moved us into a new home, a new kingdom with a new king. Formerly, we lived in the kingdom of darkness. This is the current world system where evil prevails. If you don't believe me, just read the news. What Paul is saying is that the moment you choose to believe, the moment you turn to God in faith, he rescues you from this dark kingdom and he takes you and places you into Jesus's kingdom of light. Now, what is Jesus's kingdom like? I want to look at that for a little bit. On Friday, we read from the book of Acts about Jesus and it said in Acts 10, 38, you know how that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. While on earth, Jesus went about doing good. This has not changed. His kingdom is all about his goodness. And every follower who enters his kingdom has access to his goodness. The devil has no power in Christ's kingdom. And so we enter into this kingdom through Jesus Christ, through Jesus' sacrifice, our repentance and our faith in Jesus. So what is this kingdom like? Well, its fullness is heaven. If you read the last two chapters of the book of Revelation, which is the last book of the Bible, they will give you such a great explanation of what heaven will be like. I would encourage you to have a read. However, that doesn't mean you need to wait until you go to heaven to experience it. Remember that John the Baptist and Jesus, they preached, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. And Jesus later on says this in Luke eleven twenty. But if I am casting out demons by the power of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. Jesus is clearly saying that the kingdom of God is now here. That's tremendous news. The kingdom of God is now here. The good news is that the new life in the new kingdom is here right now and available to all people who choose to give their allegiance to Jesus. We don't need to wait for it to come. It is here. Now, as with all kingdoms, Jesus's kingdom has its own rules and its own culture. You will find those rules of Christ and his kingdom are actually very familiar. A reading of the Sermon on the Mount 
will begin to demonstrate the principles of his kingdom. That you'll see it says, you've heard it said, but I say to you, Jesus was using this comparison. You've heard it said, you should live like this, but I'm saying live like that. And in God's kingdom, we change from living this way to living that way. The big difference between now and before our sins were forgiven is this new life. His new life is Christ in us. It is Jesus living in us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Before we had Jesus living in us, we were powerless to live according to his rules of his kingdom. Why? Because Satan is in control of this world and we were still in his kingdom of darkness. But with a new birth, with our confession, with our repentance, with our allegiance to Jesus, this is no longer true. The Holy Spirit comes in, we are transferred from darkness into light, and the Holy Spirit empowers us to be able to live a godly life. What we find is that Jesus's life becomes our life. Paul speaks uh, to the Galatian church about Christ being formed in us. And earlier in that, that letter to the Galatians, he says this, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So in and through faith, Christ lives in us we are in a new kingdom with a new life. What an amazing thing. We should celebrate that. It's an amazing thing. And this happens to every person who pledges their allegiance to Jesus. You might wonder why I'm using this word pledges allegiance. It's foreign to many people because it best describes what's expected. It's not just about a quick prayer. It's not just about agreeing mentally with the truth of Jesus. It's about doing something about it and saying, you know what? What Jesus has done is amazing. My life needs to change. I repent and turn from my sin and I give my whole allegiance to Jesus for the rest of my days. So what does this new life look like. We've already said that it is Christ's life in us. In the book of Corinthians, Paul talks about spiritual gifts. We are given spiritual gifts in this new life. In the letter to the Ephesians, Paul talks about the blessings that God gives us. And so we receive gifts and blessings uh, from God through Jesus that we might be a blessing to all the nations around us. Let me read to you what these gifts are like. They're found in 1 Corinthians 12. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of serving, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice, how we need that in these days. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another and to someone else that the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. 
He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Folks, what tremendous gifts God has given. If you are not operating in any of these gifts, well, I want to encourage you to ask for them. To say to God, I want one of these gifts. This is what the body of Christ is about. Uh, remember, it said right at the beginning, um, where are we? It says... Uh, a spiritual gift is given to each one of us so that we can help each other. And so I want to encourage you this morning. God has given us these amazing gifts so that we can encourage one another and bless the world around us. Now, it doesn't stop there. Jesus's followers possess these new gifts, but they are also given blessings and a blessing is a favour from God. They are giving blessings from God. Let me read from Ephesians chapter 1. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ, because we are have our allegiance with Jesus. Even before he made the world, God loved us, and he chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us, what a blessing, to be adopted into his own family to, uh, by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his own son and forgave our sins. He has showered us with his kindness, along with all wisdom and understanding. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us uh, the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so that we should praise and glorify him. What amazing blessings. Every blessing in the spiritual realm to be holy. Uh, we are adopted. Our freedom has been purchased. He has showered kindness upon us. We are receiving an inheritance. We have been given the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is our guarantee of heaven. What amazing things. Not only have we got gifts, but we've got these blessings of God that come through Jesus. This is why this is truly the greatest celebration of Easter this weekend. So often people dwell on hell and punishment. And yeah, we can't avoid that. That is there. Judgment, people, is coming. But you know, God's heart is to bless. God wants us to have an abundant life. Listen to Jesus. He said, my purpose is to give each one a rich and satisfying life. 
For many people, their life is purely about existence. For them, it's about uh, abundance of possessions and wealth. And yet Jesus offers so much more, these gifts and these blessings. He says, I want you to have a rich and satisfying life, an abundant life, a life full of spiritual gifts of power, a life that receives blessing upon blessing from the Father. And yet the greatest thing about this life is that its essence, it is all about a relationship. It's about knowing Jesus. When Jesus was on the earth, the Bible highlights some of the things that people uh, said about him. It, it says uh, in Mark 9:15 that people were overwhelmed with awe when they saw Jesus. It says in Luke 4:32 that people were amazed at his teaching. In Mark 7, 37, it says that people were completely amazed about what he did and they declared out loud, everything he does is wonderful. You know, even Jesus's enemies confessed, look, the whole world has run after him. Why? Because he is so good. Let me tell you, the greatest news is that Jesus is so good, that God is so good. When Jesus walked on the earth, he was amazing. Everybody wanted to be in his company. People busted a gut to get to be where Jesus was. He made everybody feel welcome. He helped all who asked for help. And now Jesus has risen from the dead. And now we have the Holy Spirit available to dwell in us if we believe. You know, those who know Jesus will testify just how amazing he really is. He has promised never to leave us. And so daily we can experience this new life that Jesus has spoken to us about. And Jesus says this in John 17. And this is the way to have eternal life. To know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you have sent. So today I want you to invite you to this new life. Jesus offers you new life. He offers you a new home and a new kingdom. He offers you spiritual gifts of power and blessing upon blessing. It is all available to each one of us, but we need to turn away from the evil that is so prevalent in our world. We need to repent of the wrong that we have done. We need to believe what Jesus has said and what Jesus has done. And then we need to pledge our allegiance to him for the rest of our days. And then we will follow and we will be filled with the Holy Spirit and we will experience deep and lasting joy and peace and we will be amazed at what we will accomplish through our lives in Jesus. Guys, God wants to bless you. And so I want to encourage you, if this has challenged you, if you want to talk more about it, if you want to pray that prayer, find a believer that you know and say, say, I've been challenged today. I want to give my life to Jesus and ask them to pray with you. You're always welcome to contact us. Go onto our website, contact us, and we would love to talk with you. I'm going to pray now and I'm going to pray for you this morning. Lord, I want to thank you. I want to thank you that you have done so much, that you have given us a new life with a new kingdom, with spiritual gifts. I thank you that you have blessed us with every blessing. And I want to thank you. It's only possible because Jesus willingly died on the cross to take away our sin.
And I pray for those listening. I want to pray that you would help them to talk to you. You know, if you are sitting there listening, why don't you speak to Jesus? Why don't you say, Jesus, forgive me? Jesus, forgive me for my sin. And Jesus, I thank you that you died for me. I choose to believe today and I pledge to give you the rest of my life. Why don't you pray that prayer today and you will know the new life and the new kingdom that Jesus gives. But you need to follow that up and say, I am going to follow you the rest of my days. And so, Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for what we what you have done. We thank you that today is the greatest day in history because Jesus has come. Not only did he come, not only did he die, but he rose again and he is alive today and he has given us of his spirit and he is praying for us. And so, Lord, bless all of those who are watching and bless especially the people of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. My friends, God bless you. Do get in contact if we can help you. And we pray that you would know God's richest blessing in Jesus' name. Talk to you soon.